0: Do you think you're going to catch COVID?
1: I hope not, but <laughs> so I have to prepare myself for the reality that maybe I will. <laughs> but I'm scared. <laughs> are, you scared? Why are you scared? I think I'm not scared to catch COVID, but I'm scared if I, um, because I have COVID, and it
0: affects. Oh, you pass it on people to around me. Else,
1: yeah. yeah, I'm very scared. Of Actually, that. this
0: is a question I was asking you just now, right? Are we like we, even though we're vaccinated, we don't get COVID officially, test positive, but we can still be a carrier of the virus from one person to the other person, mm-hmm. right? But how contagious are we? Like, must it be like, I touched you and you have COVID, then I touched somebody else and then, I transmitted COVID. Is that how I think how they it say
1: the, the virus is like transmitted via droplets or something. So it's like, it's on you and then you kind of like accidentally.
0: Oh. I don't know. But then it could die while it's on you in the process of movement, right? So is that. I, why I, guess, it's so, less? I guess so, I okay. guess. Yeah. So it's, if it you are infected, stay. then it's contagious more. The chances more readily, of you. Chances yeah. Are high. Okay. yeah, but it does look like currently, right, with the Delta variant, it's just a matter of time. Uh. It's just that those of us who are vaccinated won't get so sick. Or. Mm, yeah. True. But is it's definitely getting real the past mm. two weeks, I feel. You're worried about your mom, right? Because yeah. she's working at MBS. Mm. and quite a few different people in different departments Mm. have gotten it and are they vaccinated yeah Mm. Mm. yeah I think because I've got friends like pastors in other churches right now it's getting real because they have like members that either catch it or I think the worst worst one is when grandparents catch it like Mm. the older folks like we have one right now and it's sad and difficult Mm. like because they are older and um yeah, actually, I think this is the first time it's getting real for Singaporeans. Yeah. Because we were never a country that had like a high death We have the lowest death rate in the world, right? For from COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. We're the country with the lowest mm. death rate for COVID because we had such good measures. But now I think there's no choice uh, but to open up.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Do
0: you think we should open up?
1: I think. Yeah. I think yes. Yeah.
0: 'Cause I think right now it's feeling like the fallout of other things is getting yes. really high. Yes. We've done all we can already, we've vaccinated, but then businesses are closing, yeah. mental health mental is health. struggling. Today they just released straight time that all the PSI students have to take ART, guys. Do you know about that? ART before their test the next day. Every eh? paper. Every paper. Oh wow. Can you imagine these poor kids? It's so stressful for them. Mm. like i cannot imagine and then if you are quarantined they the teachers have to reschedule your exam also that's what i heard whatever level you are at so it's it's really quite a tough time to be a youth uh. yeah yeah yes yeah man you guys are amazing all the Mm. youth that are taking exams yeah Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I was going to say today, right? So all our peeps are listening, right, in church, right? Please don't start complaining like the rest <laughs> of Singaporeans. Yes! Yeah, maybe laugh at it. I think it's very funny how we've come up with so much vocabulary surrounding <laughs> like our different regular Cause Now we're in what? Stabilization period, yes. right? Two weeks ago, it was... What was it? Transition? Something. <laughs> Before that was heightened, alert. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I thought it was really quite funny, right? yeah yeah, yeah. because last year we were joking right mm. remember there was that meme going around because we were still using DosCon red and DosCon oh, yeah, orange. orange and then we had like DosCon orange terracotta orange sunset orange <laughs> <laughs> because of all the different <laughs> regulations yeah. the government wrote out and then now it's a flourishing vocabulary lah. yes yeah but I do think it's a good thing mm. because I think it sets the tone but I, I do want to appeal to all our peeps right not to join in in the complaining because there's been a lot of complaining Oh. Like MOH not uh telling oh. me what to do and all that kind of oh, thing. Or not on top of yeah
1: everything. Ah exactly. uh,
0: guys, the system is overwhelmed. This is mm. why everybody needs to get vaccinated. Not just so you don't get sick, and we well one we don't want to worry about you getting sick. Yeah. But then when you get really sick, you overwhelm the hospital system, and mm. then and then things like that happen lah. So everyone needs to just calm down. <laughs> Uh unsavory word nearly flew <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, what are we talking about today, Karen? We're
1: talking about anxiety and anger.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're calling this episode yet, but we're gonna go <laughs> along that line. Yes. Yes, because we were listening to what podcast?
1: We we're listening to a podcast by Brene Brown mm. where she had a conversation with Amy Cuddy Yeah.
0: Yeah. In Dare to Leap. Yes, yes, in Dare to Lead. And they were talking about COVID, right? Yes, they were yeah. talking about
1: pandemic and how, just like how people cycle through the whole pandemic.
0: The past The like, past couple years? Two one, two years? years? Yeah. yeah, one half, two years. Mm. Yeah, so I thought, I found that podcast pretty interesting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very, very helpful, helpful to cope with how we're feeling right now. Because I don't know about you, but I've been feeling a little bit down the past one, two months. Quite down, actually.
1: Oh. Yeah. Mm. You're not feeling
0: now? (laughs) I'm feeling (laughs) better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, is that? that, that, I feel Feel guilty? guilty? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. no, no. We'll
0: tell you later (laughs) why she said that. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, so okay. Amy Um, I don't know what she studies. But anyway, um, she wrote an article in the Washington Post, right?
1: Yeah, she's a professor in Harvard, I know. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay, For, I think, nine years.
0: okay. Yeah, so she wrote this Mm. article about the scaffold effect Mm -mm -mm. and she was trying to explain to everyone why people are feeling so down this this phase of COVID with the Delta variant. And she said because during the first year of the pandemic, Mm. all of us, our adrenaline is surging. And so we are innovative, we are creative in chaos, we are adapting and she Mm. calls this the scaffold effect. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And, And I think actually that's probably why we were having so much deep problems in the first year. Uh, Because the adrenaline keeps going and going. So, now, however, in one and a half years, our body and mind can no longer stay at that level of adrenaline high. Yeah. And so, add to that, um, that it seemed to be very hopeful in June, July, that Mm. the world was going to open up because vaccination is going up. Um, Then, suddenly, the Delta variant hits. And then, we're devastated. Mm. We're exhausted. We're fatigued. Mm. um, And just... Feeling crappy lah. So, I don't know. Those of you listening, do you feel crappy?
1: You can't hit us up in in Instagram (laughs) because we're on detox, yeah. So,
0: so yeah, you're feeling tired. Comment
1: in the video. Tell
0: us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, so what are your thoughts?
1: I think just feeling a little drained, definitely. Because it's been drying out longer than we, I mean, we know that it will probably not end so soon, but I guess just the coping with all the changes. Yeah. And then with also, ex- I don't know. Don't know what to expect also because there's a lot of uncertainty.
0: Yeah, we can't tell. We can't tell. Which- yeah, because this is, mm. I think, the first round where we're really trying our opening up mm. and going to endemic. Mm. So it's almost really like beginning a new phase of changes, I, I feel. Like. So I think it's going to take Singaporeans a while to adjust.
1: Mm. I think mm. everyone has different response, right? You see Maybe some is... Really tired. Uh, some is just like, <laughs> don't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> some is like, just going on a, I don't know, anxious and.
0: Yeah, or making big changes or Chinese declaring things. that we want to make big changes
1: in yeah. our lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: So, PC, in Amy Cardi's article, she talks about like the different mechanisms that people are coping with, mm-hmm. like COVID and all that, which I find it very interesting because she talks about how. Their mechanism of escaping. Mm. So she was saying that people who tend towards anxiety will experience strong urges to change things up. <laughs> and then, for the round, did something funny. <laughs> me Uh, she said that uh, there's been an increased number of people going to get tattoos
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but that's so true I've been very tempted to go get a tattoo like like I've been talking about it for years and then I'm like super tempted to get it done now
1: like people just like I need to change up my life then they quit their job I don't know they take on new hobbies or new things and they want to be like a different completely different person yeah and then there are people who tend towards like depression are feeling compelled to withdraw and and shut down,
0: but you see that's also me. Yeah. I oscillate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. they
1: were saying that we oscillate between these two mm, very mm. much.
0: And the third one.
1: And then the third one is there are people who are feeling guilty and ashamed this because not me. No, this is not me. Is you? <laughs> no,
0: okay. is not me. <laughs> guilty and ashamed. Guilty because and
1: ashamed because they are happy with where things are at.
0: I bet you it's all the phlegmatics. Oh. Maybe, right? They're happy (laughs) working from home and just doing their thing, don't have to
1: travel. And so they're actually, you know, like, because the whole world is excited with things opening out, like Mm. meeting friends, I don't know, going back to work and stuff like that. And then they are more reticent with the fact that, oh no, it's going to change again. (laughs) I'm just Uh, like happy with how the things are going for my life. And then now, yeah.
0: Yeah, I get that. I suppose we all have a little bit of all three, right? It's just that we probably tend towards certain ones a bit more.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we oscillate between the three.
0: Yeah. So, another interesting thing I read quite early on, probably early this year. Is mm. there was this article, I think, in the New York Times where they were talking about, and probably most of you have heard this, right? Where when they looked at world history, right, every pandemic or prolonged crisis, or let's say a prolonged war in a stalemate, right, yep. uh, is followed by a high number of people in the population making major changes to their lives subsequently to the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. And I think, again, simple reason, right, because we're forced to reevaluate what's important to us. Mm. Um, and then we're more willing to change up things in our lives so well I guess there's been good there's good where we maybe some of us are finding ourselves more Mm. but definitely watch this year divorce rate has shot up all across the world especially in first world nations Mm. yeah because I don't think well human beings are not meant to stay still for so Chala, neither do we, I think, say our marriage bells thinking that we're going to get locked in prison at home <laughs> with our spouse like 24-7. So I think it's yes. really been challenging for people a lot. Yeah, so, so I think though, we do have to be very careful because I tend to have the strong urge to change things up. Mm. That's always been mm. me, whether it's pandemic or not. But I do think it's important, and I'm certainly doing this for myself, to make sure that I don't make reactionary changes. To my Mm. life. And to slow down. Because the fact is... Well, Amy Cuddy said this, right? Mm. We will cycle out of this. And human beings will adapt. Mm. Life will go back to... I don't think a completely new normal, but some sort of equilibrium that is a mix of the old and the new.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. So, so I think we want to be very careful and differentiate. Right? What is changes we should make, and what are changes that are really just the pressure of COVID itself getting to us? Or, yeah. Yeah.
1: But PC, how do we like identify? You know what is external forces, and then what is the internal like you know things that we should change.
0: Mm. Um. For me, la, this is for myself, okay. I think that if you were struggling with a particular issue before COVID, then COVID will just assess a bit. Like it will <Accessivate>. just like <laughs> a bit. I don't think that's how we really? say <laughs> but like it will kind of like bring it to the fore and force a confrontation.
1: Yeah.
0: It will force you to Instead of sweeping it under the table or kind of when you're moving through life and life is going well, it's easy to kind of say like ah, this is not a major issue, I can just push it aside. But COVID forces you to have to to really come to a head with some of the things and decide, do I need to make a change? Do I need to reevaluate? Do I need to change my boundaries? Do we need to in a relationship settle this issue? Um, So, my barometer, I feel, is if it was around before COVID and it's coming to the head now, it's worth settling it and making a change. ah, Mm. Or a compromise. Mm. Or a conversation. Yeah, but I think we want to be very careful that we don't mix up that with COVID pressure. Mm. That means before COVID, that didn't exist. You know, like for example, now you're locked in a space where Mm -hmm. you're with people, your family non-stop, right? That's not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. And if you were to kind of like kill certain... So I think within those relationships, I'm sure there's some things that need to be changed and have always been there. Yeah. But then some of it has to do with just being in close quarters too much. ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to be very careful to sort those things out. I think that's a good barometer to figure it out.
1: So I guess it's like if... An existing issue has already been there before COVID, mm. and then you you kind of come to a point where you make a decision about a boundary or something like that. Yeah. But if it's a heightened kind of feeling or emotions, then most likely you have to reevaluate and think through. Yeah, it could and be, let it
0: calm down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because don't you find that a lot of the anxiety is when you can find a way to calm down, you you realise that some of it really is like, okay, things that you should change. And some of it is maybe wait a little bit before you make drastic choices.
1: Uh, yeah. So PC, would you, would you say that in COVID, actually all our emotions are heightened?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: like we are high, high, low, low.
0: Because our adrenaline is surging, what? Right? Yeah. Amy Cuddy has said it as we were in like, fatigue mode, our adrenaline keeps spiking. And I think the tricky thing about COVID is, Oh, for example, the, the example I was giving you was mm. under normal circumstances, if I'm upset about something, I go into the pool, I swim it out, I mm. bring my mind down and I can solve problems. Yeah, But here, it's like I go and swim, I come out of the pool, I feel happy and then suddenly I walk into my office and it's like regulations are changing. <laughs> this is changing. There's been this case and that case and you need to like react. And so your body can't even calm down. It just keeps getting respiked. And if you are hopped up on the news and the media, mm. you're even more solo, which is why we're doing a social media detox.
1: <laughs> Join us.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's about calming the system down. Um, yeah, because I find even just one week so far, we've been doing this mm. like off media, less news. I'm way more um, calm about my thought process, uh. Mm. Yeah, so I think a lot of us are underestimating how much COVID is affecting us. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: But basically that said also, like, because of COVID, we are not, I mean, there are people that we are in extremely close proximity, like our families. But there are also people we are in extremely distant proximity, like our friends. So I guess it's like, if we don't see people face-to-face for a prolonged period of time, there can be a lot of, I don't know, anxiety with, how we are thinking, like what people are thinking. That's
0: a really good point. And yes.
1: over projecting what they yes. might be thinking, yes. over assuming. Yes, yes. And I then think we throw the ourselves case. into a mess.
0: Yeah. Because I would say our team is pretty tight. Our leadership team is pretty tight. But but
1: even then? But you, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, but I think the good thing is when we do see each other, we are very honest with that fact. Mm-hmm. we brought it to the front that yeah, we're assuming a lot of things about one another because we don't have a shorthand of seeing how each yeah, other is doing. True. So, we miss things. Yeah. We don't ask our friend as often, how are you doing? Mm. We we assume things from a text which really, what can you say? What can you figure out from a text a lot of the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even
1: Zoom, I guess, is like different. Yeah. I mean, like, even if, if we have Zoom meetings and all that, it still can't replace the
0: yes, yes, face-to-face yes. interaction. How about I did I did hear one one professor or researcher say right in order to reduce that the misunderstanding mm. he said you must frame your zoom right to be to feel like it's a certain proximity <laughs> oh the there's some science behind and, it <laughs> yeah and eye level oh so he wow. said the more direct the facial alignment is the more you can read of a person so it's possible to get ah. more out of zoom than we're getting but of course if you crawl yourself like that some people <laughs> Uh, you know, what the <laughs> okay. going to tell our team more. that you put your yeah, face put like your right face there. <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's a proximity thing, la. Mm.
1: Mm. So, PC, what do we do also if we let's say our people? I mean, if we fall into the group where we feel guilty, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like you know, maybe I feel sad and dis- disappointed with how my life is currently or anxious about it. But mm. then when I hear someone else's experience, I feel that I shouldn't be feeling sad about my own situation because someone else is going to even more difficult situations.
0: But it shouldn't be comparative, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you were the one who told me Brene Brown said uh, that it shouldn't be this finite. Yes.
1: Empathy is not finite.
0: Yeah, that you can feel what you feel.
1: And in fact, if you embrace how you feel, you, yeah. you have a greater capacity know, to embrace so other people's sufferings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, but I do think, okay, so I don't understand that thing that you struggle with. You were telling me that like, this is your thing. Like, if I feel, I feel guilty and yeah. But I think from a leadership standpoint, mm. which is the same root problem. Yeah. I think this whole period, you see, we talk about this scaffold effect, right? But I think the scaffold effect has been very strong for leaders true yeah like because i'm go. i'm in a mode right now where as a leader i look at my team and i go okay if this number of people is not doing well i cannot not do well because i need mm. to step in and i need to hold up the yeah. team yeah um and there's a practical thing that is true so to speak because somebody's got to do the job We yeah. can't all check out yeah but I do agree with her it's not a finite game. Actually, Pastor Chris gave me this really mm. helpful thing. He said the other day I was asking him how he was doing. And he said his his church has decided that we are going to be uh, we're not going to be production um, uh, production driven in the way that we run church this mm. season. We are going to be capacity driven. Mm. That means if our team cannot handle it we won't do it. Oh. Yeah. And I think we have been doing somewhat of it but I find it hard to give up 100% <laughs> being driven yeah, I feel yes. like we need a goal in order to keep moving at least move a little bit la, not as long as like
1: moving is helping us yes. right, Yeah, like, if we understand really still us. it's gonna
0: be even more I've, miserable yeah I do feel that way so
1: yeah.
0: I can't do that fully but I, I think definitely I think our team's been quite good with the let's slow down like we're about to take two breaks wow <laughs> yeah okay when you, you you guys Surprise. will know this By the time you listen to this yeah we're going to be taking two <laughs> breaks uh, this year uh, one full break and one semi break uh, yeah because we feel the core people need need some rest yes from having to run everything Mm-mm. yeah because they've really been holding up the church I've going to say you guys are awesome mm. and amazing so please appreciate your leaders and appreciate the core team that holds things up because it takes work to run this
1: mm. we can't
0: all just sit back and And just do nothing.
1: Somebody has to leave. Yeah, somebody has to be the
0: scaffold. (laughs) Oh, somebody has to be the scaffold. Yeah, somebody has to be the scaffold. You know, the whole building comes tumbling down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: But I guess also like, it's important to kind of like, just embrace how you feel and be honest about it. Yeah. Like, be it the good or the bad. And then, I guess like PC because you were saying about how it's so important to lean on to one another. We're mm. okay, it's jumping off on the, over the weekend. Mm, <laughs> that mm. We are not alone, okay? Mm. That we have to kind of lean on one another for strength. Mm. And also that, that means being able to embrace somebody else's suffering but also being able to share your own one. Yeah. yeah I guess that's, that's, that's tricky and difficult, I guess. Like in COVID also sometimes. Yeah. Even yeah. though we know things are difficult for everyone. But I, I guess there's less sharing, I would say. Yeah, because Even you don't see part, each other face
0: to face. And then you're in this for two years, you know, how many rounds can you complain about COVID, right? Mm. No, actually some people can complain <laughs> <laughs> like non-stop. <laughs> but I think because we are a culture of leaders that we don't like to complain too much. Mm. So we feel like we say once or twice, we don't really want to go at it more. And I think that is a good thing. It's a... Mm. Um, a certain kind of good culture with resilience. Mm. But there's a bad part la. But I, I will say also, this period, I think, our leaders have been trying to share, actually, I've noticed a change in our messages. Mm. The past few weeks, the leaders have been sharing yeah. personal story. Very we thankful. You can feel the, oh. <laughs> the horrible... <laughs> I feel for you. Your sister shared about your dad. Oh, yes. I, I, was, yeah. I was like, Tierry. I heard. You okay? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Erwin shared about his dad yes. and Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, and I think that really helped those in the room who have families that are struggling with health right now. Mm-hmm. And then Regina shared also about her heart year. Yeah. Just last, last week. Yes. But, but then again... It's ironic, right? Because our team has a real hard problem with this as leaders. Mm. We don't know how to be vulnerable sometimes. And lean how much. on one another yeah, very yeah. hard. <laughs> and to tell the congregation that we're struggling. Yes, yeah,
1: it's very challenging.
0: But I think they did it well. They didn't overshare, mm-hmm. I don't think. and But they shared enough that I think the church felt a bit more together because suddenly they saw the people on the pulpit. Mm. Yeah. So it's a weird thing, like I don't know what the rules are for being vulnerable. It's a tricky one. Yeah. It's not a science, it's a relational art. Mm, yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, okay, but back to back to this. Yes. Like you were saying, right? What what is how do you know, the people who are ashamed and happy with things are what do they do?
1: <laughs> oh yes.
0: Don't go back to war. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> Speak up. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, but you had a question, right? How do we have some degree of... Yes, un- how like- do we
1: have some degree of cert- uh, certainty in so much uncertainty? Because I guess that like, a lot of the decisions people make is out of the fact that they feel they are not in control of the
0: decisions. Yeah, whichever your action, right? Withdrawal... Or even Feeling like ashamed. trying to change things out. Yeah. is
1: like, I want to take charge of my life and i got to decide what I want to do mm. and not let external things decide for me.
0: I think we overestimate how much control we have over life.
1: We overestimate everything. <laughs> oh,
0: you say that? We overestimate. Yes. Yeah, because Amy
1: Cardi Cust- Cust- said that as humans, we kind of overestimate our, our emotions. Be it good things or bad things. Yeah. So if we have to... Think about like say a good thing, like opening up, meeting up friends, how happy on a scale of 10 would you feel? And then humans tend to overestimate
0: like eight. We're gonna nine. feel amazing. And then we would be disappointed.
1: Yeah, and then they're disappointed <laughs> that oh, yeah. same thing with bad emotions, which is they overestimate that I'm gonna be very stressed and very depressed for a very long time when actually not really.
0: Yeah, what did Zuhan say is that 71% of anxieties never come to pass? Mm. And 90 something of our anxieties are uh, like we actually turn out to it turns out to be positive yeah yeah isn't that funny but when you're in it you don't feel it lah yeah yeah but I do think we overestimate human beings how much control we have over life mm. Um, and I think especially this pandemic it really brings home the fact that we have so little control we have so much and yet we have so little Like, I don't think we can control bad things. I think we can just control how we respond to it, hopefully, or do our best. But I think we need to be aware that we are probably overestimating or underestimating ourselves at any given time when we are feeling chaotic and our adrenaline is surging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I think there is ways to create some structure, which is what we're trying to do in church right now as leaders. I was telling them this week Mm. that, what we're gonna do is try to create enough anchoring points for the rest of the year because there's so many changes going on. Like and flexible structure, mm. like within that simple skeleton that we have for the rest of the year, we make sure that things are interchangeable. Like in a very simple way, like certain dates are gonna stay the same, but what we do on those dates might change. Mm. Um, I think it's important to structure your life with what works for you. So, I think if you're feeling happy at home, don't feel guilty lah. <laughs> like, just be lah. Because some of us, right, we need to be in person to be productive at the office. True. You know, yeah. some of us, um, our work, you know, the moment we have some targets to hit at home, well, okay, we get it done 9 to 5 and we're good. Some of us need a mix. I think I need a mix mm. For For you? A mix. Probably a mix, mm. right? And I think that's because our job is... Mm-mm. some things we need to be here yes. other things like working on someone we need our own space we need like <laughs> stay away from me and like lockdown yes. yeah so I think it really depends on you it depends on your job but I do think you cannot in this chaotic situation structure your life only around you mm. because I think if you structure your life only around you your structure will never be stable mm. because you can't extricate yourself from the world or mm. from people Mm, yeah. So you have to build in some sort of like um, synergy with the people that you're around. Now. So now when I think of structure, I, I always think like, how can I integrate what works for the people I live with, what works for my team, so that we all can have the best of whoever worlds and find a way for it to work for everybody. La. So I think that's the first thing, la, creating that. But not a rigid, rigid, rigid mm-hmm. structure, more like anchor points so that when the wind blows, when the waves come, you can flex, but the anchor point keeps you stable enough.
1: Mm, yep. Stable
0: enough, yeah. Mm. Was there a second thing I wanted to say? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, about the people who are stuck at home. So mm. the people who are enjoying being at home too much, right? Just one thing I want to say to you, right? Maybe just be very careful of what I call shadow security because mm. i think sometimes right we in chaos some of us latch on to things that feel stable in our life as quickly it's like trying to hold on to a life raft now you need a life raft in order not to drown correct mm, when you're yeah. out in the open sea but the life raft is not getting to land <laughs> <laughs> there's a big difference yeah So the interesting I noticed right so this is just a very sweeping generalisation most of the people who are enjoying work from home are the phlegmatics or people with a phlegmatic inclination like secondarily in their lives. That's what I found. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah yeah because y'all enjoy stability and security and like comforts and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. Like (laughs) I think that's cool. But you want to be very careful that you don't you're not hanging on to a life raft and giving up For example, socialization. Mm. Because what I've noticed from all the phlegmatics who say I love working from who I don't really want to come out anymore, the moment they come out and hang out with the group, they're suddenly like, oh wait, this is so much better. (laughs) Yeah, so that part. Just be careful that you don't hang on to shadow securities and you actually create real good changes in your life.
1: Yes. I have real joy and connection with people. Yes.
0: We had a really great
1: weekend this week. Yes, we had MT and then we had gathering. And then yeah, MT stands for? Ministry training yes. for our new people.
0: Yeah, but that's the one in our church that really you you learn the most about our church, I think. Yes. About we our sh- community. Yes, our church- you really community. feel
1: connected and you yeah. know what we stand for. And
0: yeah, our culture, our values. values our vision. stories. Yeah, stories. Yeah. yeah, so your friend was on a high after the weekend. Oh. <laughs> Because we had one day, a full Saturday of of classes, uh, yes. where we just told story after story after story about our church, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, and then after that, Sunday, we had another thing.
1: Yes, we had a gathering, my friend preached. Yes,
0: <laughs> and she did such a great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. A
1: mm. oh, great job. And then after that, we had one session, a final one.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 correct. And then correct.
1: it was like the, the climax of the whole
0: entire end. Ante- I know, it was <laughs> because we had worship and prayer. Yeah,
1: it was really good.
0: Yeah, and prophecy. We should have it moved in for real.
1: <laughs> it's a familiar, you know, like a familiar feeling that we haven't had. Yeah, for man. A and then while. we
0: nailed it just before going to regulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kat. Yeah, so, so, so how do you feel? You feel better? Yes. How long did the battle last?
1: I think I feel better the past few weeks, so I can't tell. <laughs>
0: okay, can. <laughs> I, okay, I'm surprisingly not getting as much out of it mm. as I hope. But that's because mm. I'm a bit low la right now. Mm. Cause I even like doing this, I love it, it's creative. But I'm not getting as much out of it as I did last year at mm. the moment. Yeah, but I think that's just me. La. Okay, so anyway, right, because... I So we had this ministry training. So Saturday, we had all the stories and stuff like yes. that. And that was very good. Because I think that sparks gratitude. Listen yes. to the last episode. And then after that, I found myself the next moment forgetting the feeling. Mm. And then Sunday, I came in. And of course, we had an amazing session. And then we had the prophetic word and everything. Mm. Yeah, um, Which was very good. Um, and then the next moment, I felt like I forgot again. And then Monday, right, I mm. was like struggling with thoughts of like oh my god, are we doing the right thing? How do we get ourselves stuck in this position where it's COVID, It launch, was launching and, mm. and this is straight after ministry training, seriously. <laughs> <honestly. laughs> yeah, but so I wrote that down, right, for this podcast. Yeah, I wrote it over here in my notes. Yes. And then as I wrote it down, I was talking about forgetting and I wrote down what you said during your mentoring session Once about already... that one time I told you, remember what faith feels like. Yeah. And then while I was writing this down, suddenly Jingxiang texted me and he sent me the amphitry of the prophecy that I gave on wow, Sunday. how <laughs> prophetic! About the greater fool. That, like, remember that you are the leaders of this generation and blah, 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 blah. I said this long <laughs> prophecy, mm. which is very funny. And I think it's moments like this, right? It's really weird. I was like, was that God? <laughs> it is. <laughs> was that God? Yeah, okay. So, so I think this season, um, I think being leaders and core in church has definitely been hard. Mm, um, yeah, I think being the leaders and core of a church, especially as a, a community that dreams a lot, that has this idea or so others can have better, let's build a better future, mm. is really hard during COVID. Um, I think it's already hard and not yes. during normal circumstances. And then when you plan to launch a church and you get stuck in this COVID situation, mm. Um, It's very tricky, I remember saying once, I think last year when we were doing some, this dinner party uh, episode where we were talking about the history of church, right? I I, I remember saying once that our church, I feel like somehow has just always been birthed in pain. (laughs) You know, we started the community services work with no money Mm -hmm. in Geilang, struggling by to love youth there. Mm -hmm. Then when we started the church, two weeks later, uh, Chen Xuan. One of our leaders got into an accident. And then for the first year of our official launch of the church, we were grieving and Mm. then we grew. And then now we're about to like relaunch church and then bam, COVID.
1: It's like,
0: it's very easy sometimes I think to feel God is with us. And yet maybe he's not. (laughs) Are we sure? (laughs) Mm, (laughs) You know, so it's been very, very interesting. But I think the thing that you said on uh, Saturday during your session very funny, it really hit me quite hard like that. You have to make the effort to remember what faith feels like. Yeah. And this I th-
1: is what you said. <laughs> I know. It's what If I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a, it's an effort, uh, remembering. Gratitude is an effort. Yeah. Remembering when, and I think when your adrenaline is fatiguing you out, Mm-mm. remembering is very tricky on the memory. So it's true. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. But I do think, which I guess will segue into the next section later, mm. which is we got to learn how to regulate our body this season in order to be able to remember gratitude, in order to remember what faith feels like, in order to control our thoughts mm. and stop it from running a mock yeah. yeah.
1: But that's it, I would say that PC, even though we been through COVID two years and all that but I guess with everything that we're doing in church has been very deliberately planned even the changes that we want (laughs) to want to make or the cultures that we I mean we're still um, being very very deliberate with what kind of culture and what kind of future we want to build and Mm. not just reacting uh, to every change there is but being very
0: Deliver about transition. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, and doing our best, I guess, to not react in fear or react in anxiety.
0: Yeah, lah. But it definitely is cutting it to the bone right now, lah. Mm. It, it's uh yeah, but I guess that is the result of the scaffold effect. Like we're at that down period. And I think we've got to just keep reminding ourselves we will survive. And mm. we will make it through and we will get where we're going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I think like Jingxiang sending me the mb 3 was very helpful. I think just before we met, I spent like just listening to it. Mm. Like it is weird, right, hearing your words sit back to you. Mm. I've had a lot of that, I think, these past two years, Mm. right, where I think my brain and mind is so tired. And then when I hear you all say something that I said to you, I'm like, oh... I said that. Mm. And then it's almost as though, and I think Regina has had this experience too, and she had to preach, pre record, and then she saw herself preaching, and suddenly she said something in the sermon
1: that, that spoke, back spoke, to, her. spoke back to her. <laughs> and she went,
0: Oh my God, I need to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a lot of that experiences mm. this year. Um, so I think whatever it takes, lah, remember, especially if you're a leader or a core member out there, or someone who's holding up your team or your office or your friends or your family. Like Find ways to Remember Find ways to Remind yourself mm, So true Yeah Yeah mm. According to a CDC study in America, most COVID patients are succumbing to death, right, due to something called comorbidities. Now, Mm you've probably heard this term in Singapore quite a lot. So they are exercising a lot of caution with people who have pre-existing conditions Mm -hmm. like heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure. Now, what's very interesting about this American study, right, is what they found is the number two comorbidity you've got to watch out for that contributes to death in COVID is actually anxiety. Wow, Interesting, right? So I think the first one is heart disease. I can't recall Mm. exactly. But above diabetes, above high blood pressure, above all other things, if you get anxiety, too much anxiety, it will contribute to death. Mm. Now, what's also interesting is when they studied this, the people who fall into this bracket, right? They found that it's not people who were diagnosed with like anxiety or general anxiety before COVID Mm. that were of concern, but majority of them actually fell into people who... Who got anxiety during COVID? Oh. Okay, now let me caveat this by mm. saying it is very easy to interject what you want to see into stats mm. and surveys and studies. But I think when I heard this right, it really gave me pause and it showed you you pause that literally anxiety and fear <laughs> can lead to you dying. I mean, mm. it's crazy, right, that it ranks this high on the list of what determines whether you survive COVID or not.
1: Wow, well, Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, a lot of other things are in play now because we've got vaccinations and stuff. Mm. Yeah, but so what we wanted to really nail down for this episode is to talk about how anxiety can be very problematic for our body, yeah. Yeah. And... And it's also... Uh, I was listening to... I was at this workshop with uh, doc- Dr. Robbie Sonderegger who's a mm. psychologist. And he was talking about how fuel... Uh, anxiety is also the fuel for anger and depression during COVID. Which is why we're seeing so mm. much uh, mental health issues, so much... Um, Anger on social media, for example, so much complaining in Singapore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think what happens is we are really holistic beings. Mm. So if you haven't listened to our episode Body the Mind, right? Yes. We talk about this quite a bit. That that yes, anxiety starts in our thoughts, but in order for us to take control of our lives, we we do have to start taking control of our body law. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just remembered that PC, as you're talking about anxiety, I remembered like this research but I can't find it which is like they found out that in world war that a lot of people died of Mm. anxiety more than
0: fear fear uh, fear,
1: just fear and anxiety and anxiousness
0: than the war itself yeah isn't that insane I was like
1: oh my goodness
0: yeah because I think if you're in a state of heightened alert right which is what happens in war or low grade heightened alert which is Mm. what is happening during COVID your entire system begins to suffer a lot so, 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 our director was asking me, right, during yeah. break, just now, like, like what exactly is going on? What do we mean we die off here, <laughs> exactly? yeah So, you see, what happens is our body, right, mm. um, there's something called the brain and body matrix, oh. okay? Which means, okay, so for example, um, in this situation, it starts with our thoughts. We start mm. to worry, right, mm. about the unknown and what we can't control during COVID, yes. about our future, about our life. But what happens is those thoughts of worry begin to trigger our amygdala in our brain. Mm. That little almond-sized thing in the middle of our Mm. brain that controls our feelings. Mm. And that's when we start to feel fear. So fear is a feeling. It's an emotion. Mm. Okay. And then what happens is the amygdala, because of fear, triggers a release of hormones. One of which is adrenaline. Mm. And adrenaline turns stuff in our body into sugar for energy. Mm. And that's where we get our fight, flight or freeze mode, okay? Yes. So, we are designed, right, really, as human beings, as evolution went, we were designed to have that in order to run away from predators (laughs) and survive. But we are not designed to stay in it long term. Mm. So, so what happens is, we've been in a pandemic for one and a half years, in anxiety mode, amygdala firing, adrenaline rushing. And so that's why first year, we have trouble sleeping. Well, even now, every time changes happen, mm-hmm. i notice noticed second week, people start to tell me they're having trouble sleeping because adrenaline is surging. So we can't sleep during the night. Then we're tired mm-hmm. during the day. And then that begins what we call a domino effect in the brain-body matrix. That means we're tired. That affects our thoughts. Then our mm-hmm. thoughts affect our feelings. And then it affects our biology some more. And, and so the fallacy is that people think to take control of your thoughts you just need to think positive thoughts mm, mm, mm. yeah but really the way into changing your thoughts is to start changing your body chemistry lah, to mm. calm the body down and to calm the feelings down enough so that you can begin to think clearly and take control over your thoughts mm.
1: so basically, mm. the best way to intercept is through the body yes or should we just intercept it on all three ankles
0: <laughs> I mean have you ever tried to intercept your thoughts <laughs> when you it's impossible I it's challenging <laughs> yeah so, so that is why I guess even in therapy right that's why we do have to sometimes have medication to calm it down or calm the system down to even begin to be able to to, to talk, take, control. take control and sort out mm. our feelings mm. it's yeah. true so yeah. we, we really need to do that so if you haven't listened to that episode please go listen to Helpful. Body yes. Your Mind but we thought we'd also give you some extra stuff, which I picked up from Dr. Robbie. Okay, wow. that he shared. Um, yes. Yeah, so so the base, okay, so first thing he says, uh, you need to start by building a good foundation, which starts with taking care of your physical health mm. and the food that you take in. That mm. It does make a difference. Yeah, so unfortunately when you're stressed, eating potato chips is not really helpful. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> the the first food that he advocates for is chicken soup. Wow. Which I didn't know this. I didn't yes. know this at all. Yeah, I said, didn't know too. Yeah, because he said chicken has tryptophan. So poultry is very important when you are anxious.
1: It makes you happy. No, <laughs> it, it has tryptophan, which
0: then helps your brain produce serotonin, mm. which is a thing that... Makes, it, uh, makes calmer you calmer and, you, calmer and, and happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there was who are... Uh, Doctor Anita. Oh yes, yes. Who said almonds? Yes. Yeah, that actually works for me. Uh, when I have trouble sleeping, if I eat almonds or I drink almond milk, mm. but it's bad for the environment, so be very careful. Oh with that. yes, I, yeah. So, um, that actually is really helpful. Salmon also is helpful because mm. of the omega 3s It helps with your brain a little bit. Do
1: you think? Do you think our body will crave for those things? Yes. <laughs> so stressed. you
0: know, I do think so. Mm. Yeah, but then we also crave potato chips. <laughs> yeah, so I
1: don't know. Yeah, what I don't do know.
0: What do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So physical health and food. Yeah. Um, second one.
1: Sunlight. <laughs> Which you totally get. <laughs> yes, I get. Yeah. So sunlight will give you vitamin D. So uh, it's good to kind of start the day exposing uh, your body, your eyes to sunlight. And it will actually help activate your
0: pituitary gland.
1: Thank you, PC. That will regulate your hormones in your body. Yeah,
0: this was funny. He said that, so you know, like when we, when we see really bright sun, mm. we tend to want to put on our sunglasses. Mm. He said actually, if you just for a second expose your eyes and look directly into the sun, the glaring sun, <laughs> research has shown, right, it triggers uh, receptors wow. in your eyes that trigger the pituitary gland. And the cholecystogram basically is the thing that regulates your adrenaline, mm. so it will release hormones that bring your adrenaline down. Nah. Wow. Yeah. So go look at the sun. Stay at the sun. Did he say morning sun or noon sun? Oh, generally yes, morning sun is good. Um. But he said gla- this one is glaring sun, <laughs> like a moment oh. of glaring sun will help to um, reset uh. your, your your system. Yeah. Wow. Number three.
1: Exercise. Yes. Go for a quick run
0: tense and... Re- okay, he said, right, tense and release. Mm. Which is very interesting. Well, we do this, right? We did, right? We did it with attention and release yes. exercise in 21 day fast. Yes. Uh, we teach our people to breathe. Well, breathe is very helpful yep. also. So, so, there's something called box breathing mm-hmm. which, which Navy SEALs use.
1: Yes, four counts.
0: <laughs> four counts in, whole four counts, four, four counts, counts out. out. Whole four counts. Yeah. Then if you pair that with tension and release, which is something my therapist uh, taught me, to like tense different parts of mm-hmm. your body. When you breathe in, hold it, and then release, mm. um, it actually triggers the calming down of your body. Another way to do it is hit. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or very quick sprint. So mm. it doesn't even take a 20-minute run. This automatically will help your system.
1: Mm. Yeah, next one socialization <laughs> <laughs> care about someone other than yourself
0: yes that's really important yeah. I mean we always feel better right when we care about somebody else it takes us out of our own head
1: yeah I guess like when you give love you also just yes. feels love somehow go yeah. and we'll
0: be kind people <laughs> 5 sleep yes sleep yeah, he gave all this list of things to do, which is very hard to do in Singapore lah. <laughs> like, he said like, black out the whole room uh. Singapore like, lights all the forever, you know? And then like, make sure cool the room to a comfortable temperature. Like, uh, Singapore also very difficult if you look at air conditioning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, but do your best lah. Yes. But he said, no caffeine, no coffee, tea after 3pm. Oh. Both of us broke that rule. Today. <laughs> yeah. we are gonna be in trouble tonight. <laughs> okay, number six.
1: Spiritual. Mental health is correlated to belief in a higher power that cares and is good.
0: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Renee Round said the same thing in her book. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh yep. Yeah. So to some degrees, I guess Christian, you do have a leg up. a little bit so be grateful for that number seven find four people to share with okay this is where he said (laughs) not people to just coddle you and like oh you poor thing (laughs) (laughs) right gotta be like people who love you but hold you accountable Uh. and four he said is a good number because they share the load sometimes we can be tiring on people Yala, yala. Okay, so Mm. so finding people to be with and share problems is good because oxytocin gets released in our Mm. body, which is a hormone for warmth and bonding. Mm -hmm. Now I know most most social media now associated only with sex, but it actually doesn't have that much to do with sex all the Mm. time. It's um, it's when you have affectionate in person touch connection with, somebody. with someone. Yeah, and I think that's why we're suffering also this period. Mm. We're not allowed to touch each other. We have masks. We can't hide.
1: Social distancing. Yeah, so that yeah. actually
0: is contributing to why human beings are feeling quite low mm-hmm. lack like of connection, lack like of bonding. Yeah. Okay, number eight.
1: Number eight is to get grounded, to be present. Mm. So there are a few ways you can do like breathing, we talked about just now. You can do like five senses exercise. I guess that is like. To feel. Yes. To what can you see? What can you smell? What can you touch? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So the idea is to get you out of your own head and to be present, mm-hmm. la, to shut down your dopamine response, basically. So when I was in therapy, uh, actually, this is a theater exercise. It's not even necessary, just mm-hmm. theater. Um, uh, my therapist would tell me, na- close your eyes and then name five. Uh, no, it starts with name five things you can see. Mm. And then you'll name objects in the room close to you. And then mm. after that, it goes to uh, close your eyes and then name four things that you can hear. Mm. And then you'll be surprised because you start to hear aircon in the room, the cars outside of the room. Mm. Uh, three things you can smell, two things you can taste, one thing that you can feel. Mm. Yeah, it's meant to bring your body into the present moment the
1: here and now the mm-hmm. here and now
0: yeah basically but he gave one very interesting one which I think I must try he said just take a <laughs> raisin and roll it around in your mouth and describe how it feels and tastes like focus on it oh. yeah and, and he said roll the raisin around your mouth and do not allow yourself to chew it and swallow it <laughs> for two minutes and he said you'll be shocked at how difficult this is oh but it brings you into the present oh yeah. oh we didn't talk about the trolley thing Wow. <laughs> for another episode <laughs> proximity okay never mind. Never mind. Oh, okay. Never mind. yes okay. yes we didn't talk about the trolley thing oh no no it's the next, next one. one okay am sorry <laughs> sorry sorry so wait for this wait for this okay the trolley thing and, and the here and now yes. okay yeah, last one
1: last one is to police your thoughts
0: yeah so that's the goal thoughts. right of everything police your thoughts mm. okay so he says
1: that worrying is addictive. It's like scratching of a mosquito bite. Such a good metaphor, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It feels good in a moment, but it's super bad for you.
1: After that, yes. Yes.
0: So, worry is addictive. Um, um, so, he recommended giving worry mm. limits. A specific time, finite amount of time yeah. to worry. So, he actually will schedule his worry. Mm. And usually, he said he schedules it at 3pm in the day. Because it's the time of the day where you don't have time to worry too much because mm. you've got to transit into something else mm. in your day. And so he'll give himself one hour to sit down and worry mm. and write down what exactly he's worried about and what he can do about it. Every day? Um, when he's worried about something. Ah.
1: Yeah, when he's worried about something. Wow. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, I recommend reflection uh, which I teach uh, the evolution of peeps to do. Yeah. Um, um, I, I give a three-step thing la, basically, right? To, to think about and write down what you are feeling, um, which is identify the emotion mm. and the feelings that you are having. And this one, I really recommend using an emotion wheel, which you can download from the internet. Yes. Yeah, because you'll be surprised. Right? Most people, if you ask them about their emotion, they say angry, sad, happy. Uh, happy and they cannot like, but there's has, like, so much. Like, you could be <laughs> discouraged. You could be disappointed with someone. You could yeah. be grieving. Yeah, so you need to figure out what you're feeling. The second question I ask people to do is, like, uh, to answer the question, why am I feeling that way? Like, trace it to what's the reason. Mm. Okay, and then the third thing to do is to, is my assessment of those things correct? Mm. Is that really why? Or is there something else that I'm struggling with deep down inside? Mm. So, these three uh, questions, that. Yeah, because sometimes we're angry with somebody and say, oh, this person's not meeting my needs. It's a very general assessment. Mm-hmm. Then, then if you stop to reflect, is this really true? Then you realize, like, right, wait, 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 that's not true. This person is meeting my needs in nine other ways. Mm-hmm. But there's this one thing that I'm not happy with. And why is it? Why am I unhappy? Am I being ungrateful? Or am I being, is it a need that I really need met and I need to communicate it mm-hmm. with that person? And then it just takes down everything. Lor. Yep. Yeah, so those are the three questions I ask people to reflect and the final thing he recommended is journaling. Mm. Yeah, so journaling, he says, taking the mess and the chaos in your brain and ordering it on paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, do those things Mm. and I hope you guys feel better. We will get through this. Yes, we will. Yeah, and Mm. hopefully not make too many drastic changes. (laughs) Yes. Good changes. Good changes. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for today. Bye.
1: Bye This is Uncommon Humanity by The Evolution Do us a favour by leaving us a great review Or share this with some friends And if you really love the content Consider supporting us You can give through theevolution.org Or email us at UCH at theevolution.org For more info